Regional Anesthesia for Subcutaneous ICD Placement by Jackson Condry, MD, Assistant Professor, Robert Harvey, MD, Assistant Professor, Wesley Doty, MD, Assistant Professor, and Eric Bolin, MD, Associate Professor, Medical University of South Carolina, Department of Anesthesia, Charleston, South Carolina. Implantable Cardioverter Defibrillators, ICDs, are useful for the prevention of sudden cardiac death. The subcutaneous ICD, SICD, is a relatively recent innovation, having received Food and Drug Administration approval in the United States in 2012. SICD may be superior to the more familiar transvenous ICD, TVICD, in patients who have abnormalities of their central venous circulation, patients who have experienced complications from TVICD therapy, and patients at increased risk for lead infection. SICD generators are larger than TVICD generators. The incision site for a TVICD generator is usually in the subclavicular region as opposed to the mid-axillary line at the level of the fifth or sixth intercostal space for an SICD. An electrode is tunneled subcutaneously from the generator to the xiphoid process and then superiorly along the sternal border to the second intercostal space. Tunneling a subcutaneous lead results in more periprocedural pain than transvenous lead placement, and local anesthetic infiltration is usually inadequate. Optimal anesthetic management for placement of these devices is evolving. Patients presenting for SICD placement often have significant comorbidities in addition to cardiac disease, including obesity, obstructive sleep apnea, anticoagulation, or renal failure. Interventions to reduce opioid requirements, such as multimodal analgesics and regional anesthesia, should be incorporated in patients' periprocedural management. Regional anesthesia for SICD placement requires coverage of the anterior chest wall, including the lateral border of the sternum and laterally to the mid-axillary line where the generator is placed, typically at the T4 to T6 dermatomal level. Cranial caudad distribution from roughly T2 to T6 is needed. Innervation of the chest wall originates at the anterior primary rami of spinal nerves T1 to T11, which travel in the costal groove of the corresponding rib between the innermost intercostal and the internal intercostal muscles. At the level of the mid-axillary line, the intercostal nerves split into anterior and lateral cutaneous branches. The anterior cutaneous branches innervate the sternum, skin, and subcutaneous tissues of the anteromedial chest wall. The lateral cutaneous branches innervate the skin and subcutaneous tissues of the anterolateral portions of the chest wall. The pectoral muscles are innervated by the lateral and medial pectoral nerves, which arise from the brachial plexus. The lateral pectoral nerve lies in a plane between the pectoralis major and minor, the medial pectoral nerve courses under the pectoralis minor before piercing it also lie in the plane between the pectoralis major and minor. 
Finally, the long thoracic nerve arises from the ventral rami of C5 to C7 and travels to innervate the serratus anterior. The thoracodorsal nerve arises from the posterior cord of the brachial plexus and innervates the latissimus dorsi. Regional anesthesia techniques and combinations for SICD placement include transversus thoracic block, paravertebral block, and serratus plane block. The serratus plane block anesthetizes the lateral cutaneous branches of T2 to T9, the long thoracic nerve, and the thoracodorsal nerve. The block is performed by placing a linear ultrasound probe in the mid-axillary line at the level between the fourth and fifth rib and injecting in the plane between the latissimus dorsi and serratus anterior. Alternatively, inject in the plane deep to the serratus between the serratus anterior and the ribs if the plane between the latissimus and serratus is difficult to identify. Of note, results from a 2018 cadaveric study showed that using a higher volume of local anesthetic was more important for block spread than the plane selected for the block. Transversus thoracic plane blocks can anesthetize the parasternal area. They are performed by injecting local anesthetic in the plane between the internal intercostal muscle and transversus thoracic muscle, as described by Ueshima and others. The anterior cutaneous branches of nerves T2 to T6 can be anesthetized with this technique, which should provide coverage for the tunneling of the parasternal subcutaneous leads of an SICD. An alternative is the pecto-intercostal plane block, initially described by De La Torre and others, which anesthetizes the anterior cutaneous branches by injecting local anesthetic in the plane between the pectoralis major muscle and the external intercostal muscle. Pec blocks may also anesthetize the anterolateral chest wall. The Pec 1 block places local anesthetic in the plane between the pectoralis major and minor muscles to anesthetize the lateral and medial branches of the pectoral nerves, providing coverage over the anterior chest wall. PEC-2 is sited between the pectoralis major and serratus anterior muscles, which blocks the third through fifth intercostal nerves along with the intercostobrachial and long thoracic nerve. This provides a more extensive area of coverage of the anterior chest wall when combined with the PEC-1 block. Thoracic paravertebral blocks may also be used for chest wall and parasternal coverage but anticoagulation can be an issue. Also, the precise location of parasternal tunneling is somewhat variable. The distance between the lateral border of the sternum to the lead varies, and occasionally the lead may be placed on the opposite side of the sternum. The SICD is a relatively new device, and the body of literature supporting the use of regional anesthesia for its placement is limited. Ueshima and colleagues have described several case reports in which SICDs have been implanted under transversus thoracic muscle plane blocks, thoracic paravertebral blocks, and serratus plane blocks. In one successful case report,
an ultrasound-guided paravertebral block was performed with 20 milliliters of 0.375% levobupivacaine at the left T5 level, followed by transversus thoracic muscle plane block with another 20 milliliters of 0.375% levobupivacaine. In two other cases, serratus plane block was performed with 30 milliliters of 0.25% levobupivacaine superficial to the serratus anterior muscle, followed by a transversus thoracic plane block between the third and fourth ribs with 20 milliliters of 0.25% levobupivacaine. A feasibility study investigated SICD placement with the use of regional anesthesia and deep sedation. Patients received general anesthesia or deep sedation with non-opioid analgesics for SICD placement. Both groups received serratus anterior plane blocks and transversus thoracic plane blocks. The deep sedation group used no opioids and reported better pain scores than the general anesthesia group demonstrating that the use of regional anesthesia is feasible for SICD placement. A subsequent study evaluated 12 patients undergoing SICD placement with a serratus anterior plane block using 30 milliliters of 0.75% ropivacaine injected between the latissimus dorsi and serratus anterior. Patients underwent SICD placement and received sedation only immediately prior to defibrillation testing. One patient required conversion to general anesthesia because of pain during the procedure. Of note, the SICD was placed using a two-incision technique, which omitted a superior sternal incision and placed the generator between latissimus and serratus. At our institution, preoperative PEC-1 and serratus plane blocks serve as an adjunct to general anesthesia to improve pain control, reduce opioid requirements, and facilitate hospital discharge. Additional parasternal coverage may be needed for SICD placement in the absence of general anesthesia. Although our patients are currently hospitalized for pain management following SICD placement, improved post-operative pain management may allow these cases to be performed on an ambulatory basis and may ultimately significantly decrease the cost of care. In summary, regional anesthesia may provide useful opioid-sparing analgesia or anesthesia during SICD placement. The selected regional anesthesia technique should provide coverage to the anterolateral chest wall and parasternal area. Use of regional anesthesia has the potential to avoid general anesthesia in a patient population that may be particularly sensitive to hemodynamic changes. More data are needed to solidify the optimal regional anesthetic technique for SICD placement, but initial data support a beneficial role for regional anesthesia for SICD placement.